Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today we have Gary Robbins of Coast Mountain Trail running on the podcast. He's chatting all about their race, Conquer the Vetter. That's the multi-sport event at Cultus Lake that happens May 27th and 28th. It was a great chat. Awesome to have Gary on and to hear about what goes into putting on an event like that. It was a ton of fun. We'll get to that after a little bit of housekeeping, which of course has to do why was Gary on the podcast? Because they, the Conquer the Vetter race, are a sponsor of the Trail Running Film Festival, happening Tuesday, April 18th. The doors open at 6 o'clock at the Rio Theatre here in Vancouver, B.C. show will start at 7. We have great films, great prizes. There's a 50-50 for search and rescue going on. And we also have a great prize or two from Tailwind for the first ones through the theatre doors. So it will pay to be early, come out and see us. And one of the films that you'll be seeing is Jessica Vandenbush's film called Nitty from Ohio. And I've got Jessica on the podcast. That's coming up in just a couple of days, Wednesday, April 5th. But today, we're chatting with Gary Robbins about Conquer the Vetter. Today's guest is race director Gary Robbins. Gary and Jeff Langford are race directors for Coast Mountain Trail Running events that happen here in BC, and the series' newest event is called Conquer the Vetter, happening May 27th and 28th in Cultus Lake. Conquer the Vetter is also a sponsor for our Vancouver screening of the Trail Film Festival happening April 18th at the Rio. We're super pumped about that because the race is so cool. It's a multi-sport event where participants stand up paddleboard, they gravel bike, and they trail run their way to the finish line. This is year two for the event. Gary, thank you so much for chatting to us about it. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's really good to be on your podcast finally. Yeah, I'm super stoked to have you on for sure. Before we get into the event itself, tell us a bit about why you wanted to host a multi-sport event like this. Yeah, I mean, honestly, multi-sport is my background and uh, Jeff Langford is my partner in events and it's his as well. So it was almost... Um, it was almost funny that we, we were in trail running so deeply over the years, given my roots in endurance sport began as a multi-sport adventure racer and Jeff Langford produced adventure races for a decade, which is how we met because I was doing his races. <laughs> so we found success in trail running and trail running has become my passion above all other sports. But I, I every week embrace other sports in my, in my training and my play. And uh, Jeff and I had actually been looking at multi-sport options for a couple of years and had some conversations about some other um, other potential uh, events. And this is the one that really just started to make a lot of sense for us, especially after I moved to Chilliwack, obviously. Uh, and it's nice to have a, an event in my backyard 15 minutes away from my front door again now that I moved from North Vancouver out to Chilliwack, what would be four years ago. Well, if you're going to put in all the hours, it, it's nice to have it down the street, I'm sure. And you've segued very nicely into my next question. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe you can give us a little bit more detail into when Conquer the Vetter started to make sense to you as far as knowing that you wanted to do it at Cultus and out there. And how long does it take to come from concept to opening it to registration for folks like you did last year? Yeah. Um, and um, so uh, a lot of multi-sport 
people will know the MOMAR, the Mind Over Mountain Adventure Racing Series. Um, and Brian Tazaka is the race director behind that. And I was actually a course manager for Brian on some MOMAR adventure races. I guess that has been quite a while ago now. Call it 15 years for, for argument's sake, making myself <laughs> because I am. So the concept that we had been, uh, Jeff and I, kind of pondering um, was, was rolling around for multiple years there. But it really... A, as you identified when moving out to Chilliwack, and then B, uh, I felt like the unique concept that we put forward with the race being specific and only for paddleboarding started to really come together through the pandemic um, in terms of, so we had already kind of pitched the concept internally, and through the pandemic, a lot of trail runners um, got into other sports, got gravel bikes, got paddleboards, and if they didn't, they certainly knew someone that did, and it became a very common pursuit for people. So I thought that we finally had enough of a voice in what what would be our community to present a multi-sport race. Uh, but in terms of your actual question from concept and the moment we decided we were going to move forward with it until we actually got it launched, that's always a two-year window. Um, okay. And that's what I say to anybody who reaches out asking about the event side of things. It's your best case scenario is 18 months and that, that would need some luck and some connections, but you need to give yourself a two year window to bring something to life because the permit process and everything that goes along with it, and especially coming to a new community, a lot of um, relationships need to be established and a lot of new stakeholders need to be identified and connected with. It must've been kind of exciting then uh, to get to Chilliwack and to host this new event and kind of start from scratch with a, with a new community, whereas you have been so established with what you were doing elsewhere. Oh, it was wonderful, actually. Um, and I was very fortunate. Pardon me. <clears throat> I got a tiny bit of a head cold going on. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Peltier helped create a film of me running in Chilliwack a couple of years ago. And that film is called The Big Chill. It's on YouTube. And what that did was it kind of was my introduction to the Chilliwack community at large. And it was my love letter to Chilliwack in very short order for how much I, I truly love being here. But that surprisingly actually opened a number of doors for us in this process because it established who I was and what I do. And we were very fortunate right off the hop. Once we did start um, attempting to bring this concept to life, we found support in every single door that we knocked on uh, right from tourism Chilliwack on down. And as you mentioned, it has been really nice to bring a new event to life, totally different for us, but also in a new community. But I would say Chilliwack compared to lower mainland and other uh, locales where we've operated is in their infancy or beginnings as a true outdoor destination. And because of that, there just seems like there's a higher appetite and a much higher level of support for what we're trying to do here. Well, that's exciting, and it must be uh, great as an organization to have someone with open arms that wants to wants to expand the community like that with you. Oh, yes. We won't get into any details, though. Those who are listening may have an idea of what you're referencing, but it certainly is refreshing to know that uh, everybody we're communicating with is open and honest and welcoming. Oh, that's fantastic. You guys have such a great team. You're really dialed in with the trail running. I know we talked about this a little bit already getting into Conquer the Vetter, but um, how was it as far as the event, putting the event on and, and suddenly having to deal with the biking and the stand up paddle boarding as opposed to just the running? Did you, did you still have comfort because you knew what, what you were doing from years of it or was it like brand new? Oh boy. Yeah, a bit of both actually. And, and certainly our team, we have about 10 core people that help us out with, with most, if not all of our races, 
uh, at the top of that chain is our operations manager, Sonia Mahoney. And she always dreads when I introduce new concepts, but I think she quietly kind of loves the fact that we do something different and we have to figure it out because we embrace that challenge. But when we pitched the multi-sport to the team who'd only produced trail running events, certainly uh, hesitation wouldn't be the right word, but there was um, an awareness of the different variables um, that would be introduced. And I would say that I'm, I'm super pleased with how year one went. And as we had done with all of our races from Squamish 50 on out, we start small and then build it incrementally as we get our systems in place. So I knew in year one that registration would be about where it was, which was about 150 people. And that was perfect for us because it gave us an opportunity to produce the race and to recognize where unexpected things would unfold. Uh, everything from parking to transport, you've got paddle boards, you've got bikes, to the transition areas, et cetera, et cetera. So to your question, yeah, it was eye-opening. Uh, we did a really good job of anticipating what all of that would look like, but I think every single person on the team came away with a host of notes after the weekend of what we would need to do to make sure, to ensure that the race can grow to the magnitude that we're hoping to bring it to. And for year two, just give people, uh, obviously, I love the series. I'm local here. If people aren't from around the area, just give people an idea of what it's like to show up to a Coast Mountain event. Uh, we, from day one, um, and I, I'll talk back to the MoMAR again, and Brian Tazaka, and, and, and also Jeff Langford from his previous events. But really, when I got into race directing myself, I picked, you know, all of the great experiences I had had from around the world from different races and wanted to bring as much of that to my own as I could. And one of the things I really identified and Momar were always great at this was ensuring that every single person start to finish is treated like they've won the race, like they've been the most important person there. And that's a part of our DNA is making sure that every single person that comes across the finish line feels celebrated. Um, and it's sad to see other races that don't prioritize that and how it can really leave, um, leave, leave a mark, um, if you will, if you're, you're not being properly celebrated in the event. And the thing I've always said is, you know, it's great to have elite fast people at, at the front of the races, but we, we don't do it for the elites, for the fast people. We do it for the mid and backpack runners. Those are, are why we're able to do the events that we do. Um, and all you need to do is hang out at an aid station and really see when the, when the lead pack come through, they don't even touch the aid station. They're gone. And as runners or multi-sport people are further back in the race, they spend more time at those aid stations. They spend more time with our volunteers and there's more of a connection there. Um, so I, essentially what I would say is if you come out for one of our races, uh, we, strive to make sure that you feel like your accomplishment is significant and that you've been a part of a community that we've been fostering for a decade now. I, and I can certainly speak to that. Your, you, your series is why I am hooked. It was fun from the get go and I had no idea what I was getting into, but all I knew is that I wanted <laughs> to do more. Uh, when it comes to like conquer the veteran, the series in general, you guys obviously have to roll with the punches and you do that. Well, is there external pressure to kind of keep growing and to change things up and, Obviously, it was great that you got to chase your passion. You love the multi-sport thing, but is it also a case of have, of having to do so? Yeah, um, I would say that certainly there's no pressure um, external from what I place on myself or, or myself and Jeff for what we want to accomplish. The only pressure we face as an organization is ensuring that a an event is sustainable. 
um, ensuring that we build it to a point where it makes sense for us to continue doing it, because obviously it would be a shame, a waste of our time if we don't get to that point and, and the community would lose an event as well. So, um, but in terms of external pressure, no, uh, but I certainly, um, now people do have an expectation of what we do and how we do it. And there was, there's been lots of feedback, um, in a positive sense since our calendar was altered this year and, and will be altered going forward as to what's next kind of thing. And, and the funny thing there is, I mean, again, it's been a decade and I have a laundry list of, of concepts that we've run through over the years. And some of them we've gone further in the um, exploration phase of seeing if it's viable, if we can, we can get things permitted. And, um, and eventually you figure out what makes the most sense for you and your team to produce. And, and that was coming back to conquer the better. It made a lot of sense for us to be able to produce this event um, and specifically to add something to our roster that we really wanted to do for a long time, but also something we could do at this time of year. Um, as anyone that lives locally knows, our alpine window is so is so infinitesimally small in the summertime that you only have X number of weeks to produce anything with alpine, true alpine terrain. Um, so it was nice to add an event that didn't need to have um, snow cleared out from 2000 meters kind of thing and to put it in the spring season which is, which is a great season to be able to host a multi-sport race right on a lake like this. Yeah, you have to deal with the windows that are available for sure. That's pretty awesome that it kind of worked out for you in that regard. And to be honest with you, with all the events, I never even really thought about the, the having the window of the Alpine and having to deal with that and how short of the window it is. So that makes so much sense. Uh, the event <laughs> is going to be a blast. The whole series is a blast. Tell people how they can get involved. They can sign up. They can volunteer. They can follow along. All the good stuff. Yeah, everything can be found on trailrunning.ca. That's our, our website for all of our events. There's a volunteer tab on there if you'd like to come help us out. Um, and uh, and I would say we see I see this all the time. You know, people who are on there they maybe are leaning towards considering doing an event, but they're not quite sure if it's for them or if they can do it. And the thing I always recommend is if you are leaning towards trying something new, your best bet is to go volunteer for that race because within a matter of a couple of hours, you're going to see your equal uh, on the other side wearing a race bib and it, it'll break down those barriers that you may have mentally about if you can do it or not. But uh, trailrunning.ca, you'll see the Conquer the Better tab on there. Uh, and that's where you can find us for race registration and volunteering. Amazing. Huge thank you to Gary Robbins. Huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere, like those from Conquer the Vetter. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running. <laughs> <laughs>